up, what up, what up, what up, the Roll Agenda listeners, this is Keith London coming at you with another segment, <clears throat> this segment is not about a specific topic, we're just going to talk a little bit, um, I'm sure everybody right by now have already um, started flying their birds from last year, the holdovers, leftovers, or what have you, some are even training their young birds, what are you experiencing right now, um, I have a few people out here been the sky's been pretty clear the last few days and some people been been getting tore up. Um, this is the time right here that's gonna reflect on your if you have holdovers left up, this is gonna reflect reflect on your 2019 season. <coughs> like I always try to tell people, when you breed your pigeons, you breed your birds really for the following year. Um I heard Jaime mention it on one of his um on these little live segments on Facebook, which is about right. Well, I've always told people I don't, I don't breed my birds for the year in which they're bred, but if they do well, they do well. You know what I'm saying? It's not about I don't breed them to do well that year. It's really for the following year. Because then you get you already get a first-hand look at if they're able to hold hold over or how well they hold over. Um, I had, I started off putting the birds out in 2020, but older group of about 20 I say it was approximately 22 I think it was 22 21 or 22 and another group for about 20 okay let me see since then let's see I lost a blue chick that was hot lost another dark chick that was hot oh the blue chick I actually don't even know what happened to him really I, I watched the dark chick. It bumped and it went up and flew on circle the wrong way. So I mean, it damaged one of the eyes. Probably most likely it was the left, the right eye that got damaged. Kept kept turning left the whole time, and as it faded away, um, both were solid quality birds, but um, what you call it? I would call it their stability was very questionable. Very, very. It didn't have the hold over well at all. So these was these was two new maintenance I've tried off birds that were already producers, already good producers. I put them together di- differently. I put together what I had, but quality they worked well, but the hold over they couldn't handle it. Um, so that's two birds gone. I have a falcon catch one. That's three gone. Um, one bird hit the wire and I guess it broke his neck it's four gone so that 22 is now down to 18 and I had one I do not I couldn't tell you no two I couldn't tell you if they got caught I didn't see him get chased I know they, they was with the kid they went up they came down they landed I flagged them back up they flew around they went up came back down them two birds went with them so that's six. So I lost six off the original 22 for whatever reason. And so, um, so that's six out of 22. What's that? 16. So I took the, the six. No, I, t- I took that back. I took eight from the other group, which was already barely 20. And down to 12 now. I gave my buddy one of a specific pair that he wanted. Cooper caught one 
and I took the younger ones I just added and put it with my young 2020, my 2020 kit. They're gonna train the other ones are still in there. So that's that's my summary. But the ones I got in the upper group now, they they coming together pretty good. They actually just trying to roll. Um, oh, that's right. I stopped one. It was one. It was a hand between 20. I went. I ain't even gonna say she 30 feet. I say 20, 25 feet. But she was. She got back into like she was never even locked up. I mean, just like where was she left off at? Like she was never locked up. And she was just giving it up and giving it up. And then when the falcon came the last time, they didn't catch nothing, but they kept chasing that bird. I'm like, man, why are you chasing this bird? They come and hit the kid, chase her down. She fly real low. He'd leave. He should go back up to the kid. He'd come back and chase the same bird. He chased her three times in one day. So and that was my sign. Like, you know what? And, they, uh, and the next day, that night, I went to work. That's all I kept thinking about. That bird getting caught. That bird getting caught. I kept telling myself, I'm going to stock it. So I said, you know what? I better stock it. Now, if I didn't stock it, I know what, happened, what comes next. So I put it up. So that's another one out. So I've been flying other ones. They kind of chilling a little bit. And it's pretty cool because they're they not doing bad. They're not doing great. But they're not doing bad at all. The ones that do lock into it, lock into it pretty good. Um, some of them have not even rolling, really rolling wrong yet, but they're starting to now already. And it's been seven days out in, in 50, seven, seven days out in 15 days. Two days here, a day here, two days there. But so far, today was the seventh day out in, in about 15 days, 15, 16 days. And they're doing well. <clears throat> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to push them, this group. At the same time, I, I got the other birds on the roof already, so week or two they'll be taking off so that'd be another group up but my thing is I'm trying to tell you guys that even I go through stuff it's about like I keep trying to tell you guys it's not it's not the problems that get you it's you being able to breathe not breathe being, being able to work them problems out and work right through them to get to where you need to get go and that's what I, that's my message for the day I guess it's trying to get you guys to See how to work through your problems. You got to figure it out. Because there's no set way. What I do for my birds might not work for your birds. And what you do for your birds might not work for the next man's birds. You just got to figure out your birds. The problem right here is everybody's always seeking everybody else's advice. Which is cool because you can learn something. But don't take everybody's advice, advice for what it is 100%. It might not work for you. Just like well, I, I might describe some ways to breed pigeons... They might not work for you. I'm just giving you ideas to go by on my experience. What I hate, and I, I really do hate this, when people that don't have experience in certain areas try to get people advice in certain areas. If you've never flown a kit that was really worth anything as far as really a contender, how can you teach somebody else how to do it if you never did it? That's like, like a dude made a comment to me before, like, if I really want to win, I can win. So I'm like, really do. So you like to lose. So you like to lose. Like you, so you don't want to win. You just fly in competition, but you don't want to win. You score 20 and 30 points because you don't want to win for real. I mean, come on now. Be real. <clears throat> now, then you have people who don't, have never even cultivated a family try to tell you how to cultivate a family, and they never did it. They went and bought somebody else's family and just worked with their family. Fellas, 
be talking in general. I'm talking about a few subjects all over the place right now. Look at the people you're getting your information from. They try and tell you guys how to do something they've never done. And they've been in the game for a long time. Come on. You got to be able to read through that. Read through that bullshit right there. They tell you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Watch, watch. Okay, you can do this based on what? In the last 12 years, you ain't, you've never had, been able to score over 100 and some points consistently. Come on now. And how are you going to tell someone else how to do it and you can't even master it yourself? See, people who, who have, who've done it and they've done it consistently, they can give you an idea in it, to head in the right direction. As the people who've never done it, never been there, so how they, they don't have the experience to be able to teach you anything. <clears throat> like, when people say, I'm telling you, this is how you should do it. This is how you should do this. But, yet and still, you've never did So you're trying to tell me how to do it, but you don't want to do it yourself. For real? You want me to believe? And even the stuff I might tell you, it might just work for just me or birds have birds. People just have birds similar to mine. These just ideas that you guys are thinking on what to do. You know what I'm saying? I, want, I, want, I like when everybody do well. Because when I go on fly, I like to see good birds. I mean, that's what I want to see. Even if I'm competing against you, I want to be entertained still. If you do well, that means I got to go home and make, make sure I can do better. I mean, that's what, that's, that's what pushes me. Like, in, there's no doubt I always go back to sports because I, I know I play them. If I know your strength, I got to work on defending your strength and exposing your weakness. That's, that's, that's how I always play. I know your strength. I got to take that away from you. I'll make that hard for you and then make you and make expose your weaknesses. And that's how you do in anything as for when it comes to you competing. Or you work on yourself to overcome what their strength make your strength in that same area stronger. Whatever it may be. Like in pigeons, if you know, you could, um, if this dude got deep birds, he's going to get high quality. High depth, I mean. You can't take that from him. All you can do is try to match it, or you can try to build your birds up to be able to outdo his birds in another area and make it to even, to even the playing field. But stop taking advice from these dudes who've never done nothing. They, they're going to tell you to be just like what they are. Nothing. Um, I don't I don't say names. I, that's why I don't say, because I know this is a... Uh, legal ramifications now that can be involved now so I'm doing this podcast so I don't try to throw no names out this is something positive or something that somebody said just might have to interject or comment on what somebody said that's the only time I do it um, but I ain't gonna bash nobody on here unless they say something that I think I can contradict or I can prove that they're they, they wrong then I would but you guys talk to a lot of people. You guys see a lot of people fly birds. You got people saying they birds are this and they birds are that. And you guys saw them. Be seeing them all the time and you know they're not. You ain't got to call them out on it. Just listen to them and say, okay. And then how you shut people up like that is, when they say they're going to do it, you go home and you do it. That's, that's how you do that. That's the way you do that. Okay, now. 
and I would, and I noticed something too. Now the birds, you know, every bird that I actually lost for a problem was always, let's see, okay, the two birds I don't know what happened to them were two good hens. One was a blue bar cell, smoky blue bar cell. One was a blue check white flight with a mixed tail. Neither one of them was over 15 feet. They were good workers. Now, I, don't, I, I don't know what happened. I couldn't even tell you what happened. I know the birds were flying. They came down. They landed. I scared them back up. They flew around and they went up. Not to adopt. They went kind of high, but I didn't see them. Nothing out of the usual. They flew around. They came a little low. I saw them. They went back up. And they came back down. I did not see these birds. They were gone. I don't know what happened. I didn't see them break up. I, don't, I didn't see nothing. But anyway... That's that. But, but my point is, what this I was trying to say is, they both blue in the blue check series. Blue, blue birds, blue check, blue bar. I'm saying these birds are blue. So, all that about blue birds being stiff, nah, these birds are workers. It's not about the color of your birds that make them stiff, it's about the traits you put into your birds. Simple as that. It's still people out there think that. Red birds are frequent. But I remember watching birds early when I first started getting encountered. Dudes was flying red birds and they was flying around like race numbers and they were red. And, and I seen birds checker and blue checker that roll like champs. I mean, it's all about how you set your family up. You got to know what's in your loft. Be honest with yourself. I know you guys thought about my foundation thing. Did I get to that? You probably. You probably, probably don't hear that, didn't hear that yet. It's coming. That's a, it's about foundation birds. But all you guys be having some good birds out there. Stop, stop picking birds and, and, and valuing birds because of what they out of and who they come from. Value birds for what they're worth. What they worth. Let them show you what they really worth, and that's how you value them. That's how you put the value in them. It's not about how much you spend for the bird to make it valuable. It's about the good it's going to do to, do to your program to move forward would make some bird valuable. Even me, people tell me, I got this bird, I got this from Keith Leonard, but shit, I don't even want all my birds I breed. I'm going to be real with you. They may not be total cubs, but might be something that can't move my family forward. That's the difference you guys got to come up with. They may not be them total cubs, but it might not be what you need to move your family forward. A cull's a cull. A cull's a bird that's no good to the breed whatsoever. Period. <clears throat> Some birds people call out for various reasons. The only reason I, if the bird don't meet the standard of performance of flying and performing in the kit or whatever you're trying to do, if it don't meet that standard, it should be culled. If it don't meet the standard for the Birmingham roller, period, it should be culled. Like if it don't roll correctly, it's a cull. That should be culled. When birds don't kit and don't fly the time, there could be underlying reasons for that that you cannot see or recognize. There can be conditions for that. So you never know why a bird is not kitting. You never know why a bird is coming out early. Sometimes it can be your fault. Maybe the bird need more food or need less feed. I mean, or it's not feeling well. Or the roll is hitting it too hard. It's got to figure out a way to, to deal with it. And the birds do all kind of stuff, man. But now, if the birds have a problem dealing with the performance, that's you might be reluctant to bring that bird in too. I mean, he, he, there might be a trait that's dominant. He might pass that along. 
And let's say if you have five, ten birds doing that, that's what you got. The birds all over the place. So you might not want to think about considering him for the stock loft. Even if he do come through it and be a good kit bird, that might just where he need to belong in the kit. And that's his job to be the kid because everybody's not meant to be breeders like every person I mean every bird not meant to be a breeder but every person not meant to be an athlete or a rapper or a singer or a lawyer everybody just got to find their own niche but with the pigeons you breed you find their niche so if they don't fit what you try they don't fit what you try and do that, that's when you exclude them from the bunch sometimes it's not exact you don't need, necessarily need the color sometimes you don't sometimes it might need to say hey man see if you can get this bird to do something you move it to tomorrow's house and it's perfect I've seen that so many times I've had birds that that will flank my kit all the time and tomorrow's give it tomorrow's they fly and it flies perfect I'm just saying roll down should be allowed to keep producing birds that don't roll correctly should not be allowed to produce at all I don't care what they are of People say, well, it's the only one did that, so... Yeah, but if you take him back in, now you're putting that trait right back in. If he's the only one did that, that would be the only one you might need to get rid of or kill or whatever you're going to do with it. I don't really kill him. I figure out another way to get rid of him. I won't sell him. Um, but I figure out something. I ain't going to kill it. It, just be, it might be just being a bait kit or just some, some misfit kit. I just let it do what they want to do. It might be something like this. So I want to see some birds fly. Whatever it may be. <clears throat> but I want you guys to do well. I'm still trying to figure out different ways, the different subjects to talk about to, to keep you guys going forward. Um, that's why I want you guys to hit me up on my own email, authorkl.london at gmail.com, or hit me on my phone, send me a message, 323-762-3909. Something you want me to talk about and give you my input on it. You know, I'm open, wide open. Just hit me up, and I, if it's if I think it's good enough, I'll, I'll introduce them on my podcast. I tell you what I know about the subject. I, I got a lot of experience dealing with a lot of different things when it comes to birds. I've dealt with a lot of families, a lot of them, over the years, and that's what make me make my knowledge a little more extensive than most. Most people get one family birth and that's all they ever deal with. So they don't even know the ups and downs and traits of all other families to know how to combat the, the problems they might have with those families. Damn, people upstairs are like tripping. But anyway, I just want you guys to see all this and listen to this stuff and just check your birds out. Watch your birds. Watch your birds. Their birds will tell you everything you know about if you just pay attention. Look at that loft. Figure out why, why, why this bird. If you bred the bird, a family bird over a few generations, you know why certain stuff is happening. You just want to be honest with yourself and admit it. Like, I can trace back to, you know what? That's why this bird did that. You guys should be able to do that. I want you guys to be able to do that. Um, right now, take advantage of being able to fly right now. If you can fly right now, take advantage of fly as much as possible, as often as possible. Get them birds and get them young birds in the air. Don't get, don't get caught up in just flying that main group once they start rolling because you won't see them every day. You only need to fly them once they start rolling. Get into it. You only need three days a week. Ain't no serious competitions coming but the Royal Rumble. Everything else is canceled. And you guys going to this competition with the Royal Rumble, niggas, already the middle of April. So you got June, May and June, two more months, and your birds got to be ready for competition in July if they do it. 
You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so a lot of guys signed up with the with the intent to fly their 2020 birds in this competition. Could they? Could some birds do do well? Yeah, it's possible. But why depend on young birds all the time? When you, when you really get your family going, you're gonna see the whole of the kids where everything is. You'll see. Everybody tell you this. You'll see. <clears throat> but that that's not just me. It's a lot of people just think that way. You guys got these these notions, these, these notions that when your birds are really active, that they're gonna be a good kid. That's like saying that's like saying every little kid that starts showing he can throw the ball at the bat's gonna be a good shooter once he gets older. To, no, it's not what's, what's gonna happen. Active birds are just that active. That means they have potential. Once that roll really hit them. And you're going to see what they really are. You start getting that tight spin, 15, 20, 30, 40 feet. Then you're going to see what's really going on. At that little flipping around, 5, 8 feet, they're active. They're all doing something. Yeah, the act, activity level is good. Yeah, okay. I understand that. They got potential. Keep flying them. Let's see how much potential they really got. Let's see what they're going to do with six months. What they're going to do with and lock them up they come back then what's happening see I had like uh let's see one three I had three birds that when I locked them up was between eight ten feet and when they came back out they fifteen and thirty feet um, one of them is one of the checks I know I lost I know he probably bumped I know he did and the other two of them matter of fact them two checks too. Both of them was like just on the spin. I locked the birds up. So I put them back out. They going fit. Well, the one check was going 15 feet. But it was going like three or four times a minute. But he couldn't even get up. I fed him up a little bit. He started up, starting up with the kid. But then when he come along, he was boop, boop. And when he got when he was flying with the kid, I don't know where he went. No, the Cooper scared him up. And I don't know where he went after that. But he didn't. Cooper didn't catch good. Cooper flew in the tree and the birds flew up. And I'm worried, so worried about the Cooper. I don't even know what happened to the other bird. And one bird I saw bumped right in front of me. Boop. About 15 feet off the ground. Hit the ground. Boop. Took off and started flying. And just kept flying in one direction the whole time. Go. Both off of birds I bred before. But new, no. Take that back. I never bred one of the hands before. But three of the birds was bred before. But I've never had that problem until I put these specific mates together. But it's all good though. I figured I learned something. I learned something, but I still got some of them birds still flying. I learned that also that a bird that I got from G. Will, he bred off my, some birds from me. I, I, I learned that he's really good. I looked, I looked at the birds flying. I learned, I looked up some birds that was showing some promise with some, I matched with some birds that was already rolling, and they're all off the same pair, same bird. The bird from Will, they're one of my, um, my, my main hand daughter. That's a good thing, but the cop, he's naming at my law for now. I let Anthony Farmer put him on this other bird to make some birds, but I still own him. I got, you know, I do that every now and then. But yeah, but I still own him. He'll be back. He'll be back probably for next year. Can he prove that they can go right in with the family and keep on going forward? So he'll be the one that wants to come back in and also be moved out. 
just want you guys, I'm just talking in general, just you know, nothing specific. Just want you guys to keep working on your birds. Don't ever get complacent and think you got it all like most dudes do. That's what dudes make the biggest mistake. They get to a point where they think they set and they stop cultivating. They think they set. And that's what you can't do. Um, try try not to have a favorite bird. Try not to think of this favorite. Try to think of more like my best bird and best. And we'll have to know that's how you gotta look at it. Don't think about your favorite bird, because if you think about favorites, you're gonna be biased. I always think about best and make the birds prove that they're the best. Yeah, um, yeah I've been, I've been doing my podcast, I think about certain individuals a lot. I think about um, dudes I see that want to get good, like a SWAT. I see it in him, he wants to get good. Um, SWAT pops out at me a lot. Uh, and uh, the twins pop out at me a lot. Um, Choo Choo pop out at me a lot. But the only thing Choo Choo got to learn to do is he got to learn to be more patient. He going to learn that this, unless you're spending big money, you're not going to have success overnight. Money do buy you success, but it, it's short. most time it's short-lived. Money does buy you success. Anybody tell you it don't, they lying. You go to the right person and buy the right birds for the right amount of money, you're going to have success right away. Trust me. It may be short-lived, but you're going to have some quick success. Choo-choo need to be more patient. You see, I'm missing the name, but it's just an observation. He need to be a little bit more patient. And he need to be honest with himself. He can lie to you guys, us all he wants. But he better be honest with himself. I tell you that much. I've learned that too. You guys be honest with yourself. If anybody, you ain't gotta be honest with the next man. Who you don't owe no next man nothing. But you do want to kind of be honest, period, because that's that's your character. So I'm just saying, but don't lie to yourself. I mean, come on now. You need to be a little more, a little more patient. Swad is going to be alright, he's got to work through and, and just be more selective about what he use <clears throat> um, who else I see the fire in Patrick got fire but I, I can't, I'm not counting him because he's, he's already got to a certain certain level so I can't count him um, those are one of the only young dudes that I see that's open and really trying to really get better I really see Chris Cobb he, he got it too there's a few other dudes that's new in the game that, that's getting it too I, excuse me if I don't mention you but you, you guys some of you guys gonna get it some of you guys think I ain't gonna lie some of you guys think that you get there but you ain't there and some of you guys are too too judgmental on everybody else that it's gonna hinder your it's gonna hinder your your, your progress too so you gotta be careful that's why what I do is when I try to watch birds, I try to watch birds, let the birds tell me how good they really are. Even no matter who they are. I like to find, I try to find the good in everybody birds. I ain't gonna go on and point out a bird that's rolling jacked up unless it's really rolling jacked up and the per- person is acting like he's blind to it. Then I might bring it to his attention. Why? I ain't gonna say, oh, that bird is garbage. I ain't gonna say, I'm gonna say, now see that bird right there? See his wing position? That's not what you really want. That's how I would put it. I see, I see that one. 
That's the one you want. That's how you got to get your birds going. Like I told Choo Choo one time, he had flew his birds. He had a check and he had a red check and done. I said, them the birds right there you need to concentrate on. But then I come back and you don't have none of them. I said, what the hell? I said, you're supposed to take them right there. Those are the ones you're supposed to bring them in and get rid of something else. And that's how you build your strength. That's how you build it. The birds is right and it's rolling right and, and often. See, it's one thing to have birds that are kid sensitive, and there's nothing to have birds that are frequent. But a, but a bird that's infrequent and stiff, that, that's 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 kind of no matter how fast it is, some dudes are stock a bird because it's a black a blur. And half the dudes think their birds are blurs, they're not. I've been around seeing a lot of kids, I might have seen a total of blurs, maybe five total. That was blurs. Five total, maybe. I think one bird, I think, was a blur only because of its color against the sky. Um, I don't need my birds to blur out. I need my birds to be where I can see everything. A blur, I mean, it's not... You know what blurry is? When you're bl- think about it. When you have blurry vision, what is that? You ain't seeing it clearly. So why do I want a bird that don't roll where I can clearly see the spin? A blur. Why if it's a blur? Wait a minute. I didn't see it correctly. If it's a blur, you're not going to see it. You're barely going to see it. Who wants the bird that you can't see? Give me a real fast bird that's real fast styles. I can see it. Clear as day. Ain't no blur where it's distorted. If it's blurry, it's distorted. If your eye, your vision is blurry, guess what? You really can't see. You need glasses. So why get a bird, bring a bird that I don't need glasses to see? You can't really see it. Wait a minute. You think, did that bird roll right? With a straight, it's blur. So you can't, I mean, are they blurring out? Shut the fuck up. All you do is all these blurs. Stop it. Um, maybe a man with one, he got a bird blow out, can't never show you one. And a bird that blur out, it's, if it's a good bird, it ain't gonna blur out all the time. It's gonna be every now and then. Trust me. Name, name, name thing that's, that have to do with speed physically. Physically, that's at his top speed all the time. You ain't even a cheetah. His high, his highest recorded speed is what they, what they put on the um, on um, on the tip shirt on TV and, and writings about him. Even the falcon, that's his top speed. That's not his speed all the time. His average speed. So all that blur out, y'all need to knock it off. They can't never show you one. They can talk about it. They can't never show you one. How come it's always one? How come that blur don't produce blurs? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I know one thing. Most of your fastest birds don't come off your fastest birds. Most of them. Most people's fastest birds was an accident. Not an accident, but they weren't expecting to be their fastest bird. They was trying to breed good pigeons and bred one that was fast. Super fast. That's how it usually works. That's how it usually works. But anyway, like I said, you guys got all the information I just said. I'm gonna end this this one right here with select, breed, fly, select again. Because that's one thing you cannot get around is selection. Keith London, Roller General. I'm out.